welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, on episode 277. So much to discuss on this episode. <laughs> oh, Lord. But we're going to we're gonna get into that. Y'all already know I'm, I'm referring to Kiki. I'm referring to Kiki Palmer and the bullshit-ass story that has come up yet again about her. I am referring to her clout-chasing ass, okay? I am not believing the BS of a story this has come to be in recent days, okay? In the past couple of days, okay? But we'll get into that in a moment. I want to start off by talking about Richard T. Jones, Richard T. Jones. Remember that um scene from Brown Sugar when Sonal Lathan's character? No. Well, when Tay Dick's character, he brings along Sonal Lathan, the character of Sonal Lathan, and they go to um this like restaurant where he meets up with his wife, who's played by Nicole Ari Parker, and she happens to be on a date with another man. <laughs> and then, so Tay Diggs, he's sitting there in the little lounge. And then he's like, what's your name? And then he says, my name is Richard Lawson. Oh, Richard Lawson. Richard. Oh, you sound like a lawyer. Richard Lawson. So he was making one of that name. I just thought of that. That just reminded me of, of that scene because of the name Richard. Anyway, let's get into Richard, Richard T. Johnson. So, he is the character Mike from Why Did I Get Married? For those who may not be familiar with his, like, real name. That's his real name. He's known for a plethora of different roles. He's pretty um, well, um, I guess, respected in the in the f- industry. I think he has a nice resume. But primarily, a lot of women, a lot of black people in general, men and women, know him from his role as Mike in Why Did I Get Married and Why Did I Get Married Too, which I would say, at least the first one is a classic. I think it's one of Tyler Perry's best films. But it's just, it's just so good. And I think that was his first feature film. Correct me if I'm wrong, but nonetheless, I really enjoyed that movie back then. And I enjoy it now. And for a movie to stand the test of time, I think that really says a lot about the quality of it. I know Tyler Perry gets a lot of flack for his movies. And look, there are, there is a lot of flack to be given. Um, it's definitely, <laughs> over the years, has been cheesy and just ridiculous. And many of his movies have not standed the test of time. Um, so she's that movie with Janae, Janae Smollett, uh, what was that movie? And Kim Kardashian was in it. And they talked about, um, hold on, Janae Smollett, Tyler Perry movie. Temptations, yeah. T- well, Temptation, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. And that movie came out in 2013. So, I mean, yes, 10 years ago, but it really doesn't feel that so long ago but it was 10 years ago and it was um 
it was a big movie. It was a big movie. It was well promoted. Um, especially since Kim Kardashian was in it too. She had a little bit of a role in it. But I think um Janae Smollett, she really smoked her character. Like she really did her thing. She's a great actress, phenomenal actress. But after years gone by and watching that movie or just remembering the the plot of the movie of how you have this Christian couple who really centered God in their relationship, in their marriage in particular. And um, she, the the wife, she starts to work at a... Um, she starts to work at a marketing agency someplace. And there's a lot of people at her job who kind of make fun of her for her appearance, call her like an old lady because of how she dresses. And though she's a pretty girl... She doesn't dress sexy, and she's not really showing her assets. And one of her coworkers, I think a bunch of her coworkers, really kind of clowned her for that. She took on a client who is this handsome gentleman, and she kept feeling these feelings for him that she was trying to suppress. She was obviously attracted to him because he's, he is attractive, but he was different. He was different than her husband. He was exciting. He was spontaneous. He he demonstrated the the world, right? He had the world in his hands. He had access to riches and just wealth and luxury. And it was exciting to be in his presence. And um, one too many times to be in his presence led to them eventually having sex and having an illicit affair, so much so that she decided to leave her husband, played by Lance Gross, to to be with him. And not only do they have just like a thrilling romance, but a part of that thrill included drugs, included abuse, and included, spoiler alert, <laughs> I mean, this movie came out 10 years ago, so please, please miss me with this, but... It turns out that he gave her HIV. And, and look, this is a real, like, this happens, right? This is not something that Tyler Perry just created and, you know, no one has experienced this. Um, but it just, it just was so extreme. It was such an extreme turn of events. And maybe that's what he wanted. Maybe that's the route that he took with this and look that's fine but I think because his movies Tyler Perry's movies have a trend of taking the extreme route so many times that it's just exhausting and it makes you feel like does this man have an agenda against black men or against a happy black marriage or a happy black couple in general. So it does make you wonder. But yeah, so over the test of time, some of his movies didn't didn't pass the test. It did not pass the test at all. But for Why Did I Get Married, maybe if I watch it again now, maybe there will be some moments in which it's like cringe. But you know, anyway, I still think from what I could remember, it's always standard, like it still stands. 
Anyway, let's get back to Richard T. Jones. So Richard T. Jones, like I said, is uh, Mike from Why Did I Get Married? He has recently divorced. No, actually, his wife. He he's been married to a black woman since 1996. Okay, she, the woman, filed for divorce from him in 2021. So super recent, and um. He has moved on, which is rightfully so. Now, we don't know the details in which led to her filing for divorce, but she filed and their divorce. Now, Richard T. Jones has decided to marry his second wife, who happens to be an Asian woman. And he has come out publicly declaring his love for her. I don't know how soon after he got divorced from his first wife, did he marry his second wife? So I don't know if there's like an overlap there. I don't know. But the point is, like um, relatively soon after his first divorce, he is now married to a whole new woman who happens to not be of the same skin color and of course black twitter black youtube many of that woke um mafia has called him out for being a sellout and you know marrying his preference and uh shaming black women and you know i've come on here many a times talking about how i have evolved from my mindset when it comes to Black men dating and marrying outside of their race. And it's not, I mean, it's just one race, right? Human race, but I know we don't talk about that. But nonetheless, I have talked about this and how I've kind of grown out of that mindset. Look, there are examples, plenty of examples, I would say, of men who purposely dismiss black women, a black man who purposely dismiss black women. And that's, I mean, that's, that is, um, that comes from a place of hate or fear or whatever it is. And that's not okay, I would say. But if you happen to be a black man and happen to build a great bond, connection, and love for a black, I mean, a white woman, an Asian woman, whomever else, then I don't think we should continue to kick that black man for that decision some things just happen organically and it's not always the black and white response of well you don't like your black mother or you know you don't love you don't love yourself and that used to be my go-to's every time i would see an interracial relationship particularly black men with white women um and any of that sort i would always use that that um rhetoric of well you don't love your black mother that is why you have chosen to be with a white woman <laughs> as a black man um i remember even like seeing hispanics like i saw the spanish guy and I'm, I'm purposely saying spanish because that's how i grew up saying people who are hispanic we we just say spanish back back then and it's not that big of a deal so anyway He's not from fucking Spain. He just speaks Spanish, so he's Spanish. <laughs> no, that's obviously ignorant, but it's not a big deal. Anyway, the point is, I remember I was at this little shindig, 
and I saw this Hispanic or Spanish guy, and I was really surprised at the woman sitting next to him who, from what I could tell from context clues, seems to be his wife. And I was surprised because it was this older, like this white woman who was like white woman-ish, like just completely white with her white woman features. And I just really couldn't tell if I was seeing her correctly. Like maybe I'm missing the Hispanic feature. Maybe her white dominant features are super strong. But no, she's, I've come to the conclusion that she is a white woman indeed. And they've been married for 20 plus years. And I just look at this Hispanic guy and I'm just like, how? And look, I know I just said like a second ago, things happen organically, yada, yada, yada. But I really just truly want to know how. You know, I do, and I'm still unpacking my, <laughs> my feelings about interracial relationships. And obviously that type of relationship right there, because I'm not typically interested, like I've never been interested in dating my point is, like, it's, it's always been exclusively black men for me. Black men or die, right, for me. So it never oh, rubbed me the wrong way seeing Hispanic men with non-Hispanic women. I just always wondered, just in general, like, how does that type of union take place? How does it, how does it give birth? But anyway... So Richard T. Jones, he is now married to an Asian woman, and she's, I think she's actually, I don't know, either she's Korean or Japanese. She looks Korean. Nonetheless, she is Asian, okay? So like I said, he's getting a lot of backlash for it, and he's being called out for being a sellout, right? So now, after further research, I learned that he is actually from Japan, Richard T. Jones, yes, the black man, who we all know is a black man, right? Physically, he's a black man. Complexion-wise, he's a black man. But he nationally was born in Japan. Maybe his father was uh, in the military, and that is how that took place, right? But he was born in Japan. So technically, Richard T. Jones married his kind he married his own kind so who are we to be like oh he should have stayed with a black woman or he should have found another black woman and married her who are we to say that when actually he was going against his own kind by marrying a black woman in the in the first place <laughs> no i just thought that was so ironic because nobody even mentioned this in their series of videos responding to this news of him declaring his love publicly for his Asian wife. No one mentioned, oh, actually Richard, Richard T. Jones is, um, was born in Kobe, Hyogo, Japan. Okay. This man is a Japanese native. That is his origin. Okay. And sure, if you want to trickle it all the way back of course, he may have some West African in him from, from just his countenance. But nonetheless, he is a J J Japanese man. I was say Jamaican. He's a Jamaica piece. <laughs> Mix that in with J uh, Japan. But he's a Japanese man. Love is love. Okay, so. <laughs> um, that, I just thought it was so funny. Okay. 
Kiki Palmer. Child, where do we begin? And I think I'm going to have someone come on as, I'll, I'll figure that out. At some point, I'll have a guest on again. It's been a while since I've had a guest. Um, but we'll work something out with someone or whomever I'm interested in having on to talk about some of these topics to kind of bounce off some thoughts because I know I'm not crazy. I know, and maybe I am, maybe, maybe I am, but I know I'm not crazy about this, okay? <sighs> I think this just goes back to the fact that all the world is a stage. All the world is a stage. Shout out to Madonna. All the world is a stage, and everyone has their part. But how was I to know which way the story goes? Oh, such a beautiful song. Um, anyway, oh my God, I want to listen to that right now real quick. <laughs> I've always been in love with <laughs> Stop it, Maxine! Move the fuck on! Okay, shout out to Theo looking at me like, whoa. Look at him actually just sitting in his little bed. Okay, so Kiki Palmer has recently come out and come forward claiming abuse by her boyfriend. I don't know his status directly to her anymore because last big story we heard about Darius Jackson was him calling out Kiki Palmer for her behavior and appearance at Usher's concert. Um, or his residence in Las Vegas, right? We all know the story when she wore um, a seemingly appropriate outfit, but when you turn to the back, you see her thong um, bodysuit, and though she's wearing a lace covering all the way to her, I was, I think it's to her calves. Um, you can still see the out the, the imprint of her of her buttocks, right? And, um, as she was being selected by Usher and she's excited to, to be close to him, being serenaded by him, uh, you know, she's quote unquote doing the most. She's doing too much. She's turning around and really giving him a show and completely dismissing the fact that she is someone who is or we knew her to be at the time, at least, to have been in relationship with Darius Jackson. And she recently gave birth to their child. So Darius decided to go online and share his dismay with that. And of course, because we live in a feminist world, a matriarchy, he has been just ragged, dragged, ragged, just spat on for his expectation of his lady to behave in a manner that is respectful towards him and their union, their family, their unit overall. Um, but, and, okay, so then, like, there were some events that took place after that that Kiki was clearly trolling him. She was clearly disrespecting him even more. There was a performance that she had outside in which she was singing one of her songs and she really emphasized a lyric. Well, I think she changed the lyric last minute talking about 
she don't need a man. All she needs is a bag. She said, no, I don't need a nigga. All I need is a bag. Like, really go in on that line. Clearly, just hype, just fueling, hyping up the the current events that took place recently between them. Um, so there was that. There was some pictures of her holding their son, and it's just her and her son in the picture, their son in the picture. And she there's a, there was a caption of her just kind of alluding to the fact, like, I'm so grateful for you. All I need is you. All I want is you. Just kind of dismissing the role of Darius as father to their child. So th- there was a series of events that took place after that moment that showed, again, Kiki's disrespect of this man who she claimed she loved, of whom she claimed to be happy with, yet of whom she claimed to be happy and happy to have shared this, created and shared this life with um, in the form of this child that they, that they created. So all of that took place, and uh, we find out a few weeks later that they're back together. There were some pictures of them happily together. There was a video of them happily together. Um, she was on the Today Show, I think it was, and they were trying to ask her about her relationship, and she was smiling super hard, but she was being super secretive about, like, and look, that's your right to be secretive, but it's just like, it's just whole, I, I pick and choose when I can talk about him out loud, or it, it was just, I don't know, it just felt very contrived, and it felt like this seemed to have been all a staged, a staged event, a staged rollout, because come to find out, soon after she was serenaded by Usher and she and she moved her body in front of him and danced in front of him, showing her ass to him. Soon after that moment, there was a video premiere of Usher's new song called Boyfriend, which is kind of catchy. I only heard a couple of a couple of uh, seconds of it or a minute or so, I think. And I really like the tune. Like it's a really nice <laughs> Usher is so talented. My God today. Anyway, Usher had her in his video. And the lyrics to this song speaks to the same event that took place between Kiki and Darius Jackson. There was a line, there's a, there's a line in the song when Usher says, uh, what does he say? He says, basically, your boyfriend... Um, is worried about me. If he wants to see me, he knows where to find me. I'm easy to find. I'm wherever you are. <laughs> like, this guy is so disrespectful. <laughs> but it's just, it's a joke. It's a fucking joke because they're laughing in our faces. We're being pissed on. And I think when we finally get out of this, this um, spell of celebrity, this like celebrityism that we're in, we will finally realize these people are laughing in our faces. Okay? So anyway, just recently, 
we've find out yet again another detail about their relationship. Kiki and Darius' relationship. She um, claims that he is abusive. She reportedly filed a restraining order against Darius Jackson after he allegedly trespassed, trespassed her home and struck her and stole her phone. Okay. Palmer claimed that she has security footage from a November 5th incident in which Jackson trespassed into my home without my knowledge or consent and threatened her before lunging for my neck, striking me, throwing me over the couch, and stealing my phone. She went on to allege that there have been many instances of physical violence with Jackson that include destroying my personal property, including diaries and prescription eyeglasses, throwing my belongings into the street, throwing my car keys to prevent me from driving away, hitting me in front of our son, spewing profanities about me to our son, threatening to kill himself with a gun if I left him, harassment, and other physical and emotional abuse. End quote. Kiki Palmer files for full custody of eight-month-old son. Darius Jackson, in response to that, I believe, or is shortly after, shares a photo of him and Kiki Palmer's son and says, I love you, son. See you soon. And then we see a photo of Darius. And there's, he looks fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, candid photo. I, that took me. <laughs> you can hit me. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. I apologize to any survivors listening and feel triggered. But what I'm about to say is going to trigger you some more because this is some bull. She's my knee, okay? It's some bullshit. Um, why do I think it's some bullshit? Let's start from the beginning. She says there has been many instances of physical violence. She named all these quote unquote instances, including he has physically hit her in front of their son. When? When? Tell me when. Was this was this uh during the recording of her podcast when he was on as a guest and she was obviously hosting and they were talking about their relationship and they were fucking happy and joyful? Was this during the time when she said um what did she say? Um, you can't mess with my man, my food, or my kid. When? I don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Was this during 
the pregnancy? Was this before? Was this shortly after the pregnancy? Did this all start after the pregnancy? Was this during the record? I'm going back to that podcast because coming back in my memory, there's a podcast that she has. I don't know if she's consistent with it because you know how some podcasts have like seasons, like, oh, season one. It's like, okay, this is not a fucking TV show. You got to come on every fucking week, okay? <laughs> Lovingly, but you do. That's People just be, anyway. The point is, when did this happen? So, and then, okay, so her mother came forward recently, right? Her mother came forward recently, and she's like, I don't, I don't do this. I don't make videos. I bear, I rarely comment online about public matters or private matters, at least. Um, but she felt the need to do this on behalf of her child because she knew, apparently, she knew of the abuse that allegedly Darius Jackson was doing towards her daughter. And she spoke to Darius's brother, who is Serena Osarina, if I'm not know if I'm saying his name correctly, Sarius, Serena, whatever. You know, y'all know, the guy from Insecure, who's fine too. <laughs> Both Jacksons are pretty handsome. Um... And he, she, so the mother, Kiki Palmer's mother went to the brother and tried to talk to the brother saying, your brother, Darius, is abusing my daughter. Please tell him to stop, basically. Like, be a good influence and tell him to stop. And the brother allegedly laughed it off and said, oh, I guess he got it from me. Ha, ha, ha. And it's just such bullshit. Like, what the fuck? What am I listening to right now? What is this? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is such a lie. Straight from the pits of hell. Such a lie. So, yeah, so she says that, and she's making it seem like, um, like she knew about this all along, right? And that she took some measures to make sure that this doesn't happen again and that this is something of the past or whatever the case is. And what I find to be dishonest about this is if your mother has been aware of the physical violence that you claim to have been the case within your relationship with this man, why would she be willingly laughing? Because she was on that episode of Kiki Palmer's podcast where she had um, Darius on as well. So she had both guests, her mom and her boyfriend, on the show together. So you mean to tell me your mother, who's aware of this alleged abuse, was Kiki King laughing along on a podcast with your abuser? Like, what? Like, your mother? I don't know, you know, in my head, I like to play out possible um, retorts. And what I've heard is, well, this is pretty normal for abusive relationships or abuse in different dynamics, right? If there's abuse happening in the family, whether it's from a parent or from another sibling to that sibling or from the parent to the child, their life still goes on. You still go on about your day. You still have to have breakfast, dinner, lunch, 
or you know you still got to go to school you still you still got to go about your day and so when abuse takes place it doesn't stop the show it doesn't um things are still being continued because life still goes on so there will be moments of laughter of community of um coming together you know like sitting together as a family at the dinner table while everyone at that dinner table is aware of the abuse that is real i've seen this in my direct experience of witnessing that to be the case i do understand that i just think because you have Kiki Palmer, who I feel like, this is my opinion, of course, who I feel like is a fucking clout chaser. I think she says a lot of things and does a lot of things to gain attention, to keep her name in people's mouths, to be relevant, to be all these things. And I, I just don't, I don't buy it, y'all. I don't buy it. Something about it ain't, ain't right. Something about it smells fishy. And I'm actually not alone. There's someone else who I found on Twitter, who actually I follow on Twitter, um, who, like, me and her, we kind of have a similar mindset, which I which I appreciate. Um, and I'm going to just uh, share what she said here. Her name is Harriet Eve 9 on Twitter. She says, something in the milk ain't clean with this Kiki Palmer, Darius Jackson, serious dangerous domestic violence allegations. Kiki and baby Leo were granted a restraining order against her child's father, Darius, and he is not allowed to see his eight-month-old baby until a December 5th court hearing. I will refrain from commenting until I see the entire video with audio because these audio videos, these old video stills got me researching and I'm finding some interesting inconsistencies in Kiki's story. So there has also been some developments of, of this case now that there are screenshots made available to us of this alleged video demonstrating this abuse that Kiki Palmer claims. This, first, I haven't, I'm not seeking the video. Like, if it comes up on my timeline, then maybe I'll watch it. But I'm not one to really watch things that are disturbing in nature because I don't feel like that's necessarily um, needed. So, um, and so there are screenshots that people have taken of this video, of this alleged video. And I'm saying alleged because these screenshots, honestly, we don't know who is who. We don't know if this is actually Kiki or someone else playing as Kiki or someone else playing as Darius. Like, I really don't, I really don't believe this, y'all. I'm sorry. And I'm not trying to diminish survivors of abuse. I'm really not. I'm just saying something in the, something in the milk ain't clean. So this person here, Harriet Eve Nine, she highlights the fact that the date in this video that has been released or in this screenshot actually of the video is from last year, February 13, 2022. Now you can say, okay, so what? 
if, if the abuse happened last year, it's the fact that the, that the abuse is happening, that's not okay. Sure, okay, sure, that's fine. But don't talk about something that happened in November of this year and you release something that happened last year, like, because that's inconsistent with what you're saying. And when we don't have the full context, the video, the audio, we can't come to a conclusion that supports what you've said. And first off, why is there a video even being circulated? Why do we even have a video? Why do we have the video? Why did you release this to the public? That's my concern. That's my, that's my wonder. It doesn't make any sense to me. Because you're trying, again, to keep your name in people's mouths, hoping for more attention because attention is a form of currency nowadays. So you doing that does what? Oh, I'm continuously this victim that I'm portraying myself to be, even though this is all a fucking lie? So she says here, so let me get this straight. Kiki Palmer's mother, Sharon Palmer, knew her daughter was being physically abused by her boyfriend, Darius Jackson, for two whole years. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. And I just don't, I don't know. And look, I know I said the example of like, yes, there are examples of, um, you know, abuse that take place in family dynamics and people have to still go about life accordingly. But in this specific example where no one here is a minor, no one here, except for the child, right, the, the eight-month-old baby, but the eight-month-old baby is not being abused directly, at least. But in the case of Kiki, she's not a minor. I know we all know her to be this young girl because many of us grew up with her. We knew her as a child star, and she is kind of revered in that, like, special place in our hearts because of how we were introduced to her since she was a kid. I understand the attachment and the love that people have for her, but I just don't fucking buy it. I don't buy it because how does a mother who is witnessing her grown ass child, her adult children, her, her adult child, Kiki Palmer, how does she witness her child? Um, or how does she know? It'd be one thing if she didn't know the physical abuse that took place and she was completely aloof to it, or she's not even she, aloof, because aloof would determine that she knew, but she doesn't care, or she has no emotion. No, she allegedly knew, yet she's on this podcast episode laughing it up. That doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. This is not a minor child who just had to suck it up and be next to her abusive father while the mother who has no control in the family just takes it and smiles for the camera. No, this is not that. The dynamic here is totally different. It doesn't make any sense. So what do I think it is? I think Kiki is rolling out more material for her for her good, right? Because, again, attention is a form of currency. I think she is finding ways to continue to be loved by the public and for her child's father to be hated by the public. 
because that in turn will increase her love by the public and that will increase people to engage with her online engage with her on the products that she pushes out so whether that's another single or a music video or podcast or whatever it is that she decides to put out as a creative project she will gain more support from that and continue to bash and throw under the bus Darius Jackson is Darius Jackson a part of this rollout? That, my friend, I don't know. I do think Kiki is the this, the spearheader of this. She is in control of this. She is the one who decided to come up with this elaborate scam or scheme to gain sympathy but y'all I just I, I want us to just kind of stop right I want us to stop and question right it's not about believing all women it's about it's about just having more conversations okay it's about just really being honest with ourselves and understanding that not everything that we're being told not everything that we're being told not um, every story that we're given should we instantly believe. And it doesn't make us a bad person for wanting more information, wanting more clarification overall. Like when the whole Juice Smollett thing happened in Chicago, the alleged attack, it was definitely suspicious from the very beginning. And I instantly felt weird about it. Something in that milk wasn't clean and boom, it turned out it wasn't clean. And unfortunately you have people who will use real experiences that people in the world, many people in the world have experienced and they use it for clout. They use it for their their attention, their way to increase currency in their lives. And I think that is the case with Kiki Palmer here. So there you have it. There goes my um, my much anticipated reaction to this event. You're welcome. So Homer Simpson has decided to no longer strangle his son Bart. You got it. You heard it here first, you guys. Probably not first, but Homer Simpson declares he won't strangle Bart anymore on The Simpsons. And he says, quote, times have changed. And you know what? Times have changed. And here we are accepting change and allowing for this BS to take place. Are we, are we, are you kidding me right now? The Simpsons this is known for the strangulation of it all. Like there are, there are, um, just, um, what's the word for it? There are just like strong moments or memories that you have of the show that instantly you think of that memory or you picture something and you realize, Oh, the Simpsons, right? When you think of, when you think of the Simpsons, you think of Homer strangling Bart 
you think of Maggie almost about to say her first word after freaking 20 years, but she never does. <laughs> and everyone's holding their breath, waiting for her to speak. You think of Marge's tall blue hair. You think of Homer saying, don't. You think of that rat boss, which is just such a fitting, <laughs> fitting animal for a boss or fitting um, physical appearance, at least, because he's not like his name was rat. But you know what I mean? You, you think of all of these things that just correlate with the Simpsons. So for now, Homer to get this class of wokeism and him deciding he will no longer strangle Bart, I'm sick of it. I, I want the abuse back in the household. I want the abuse back in the household. I'm trying to play something, but I don't know if it came through. Oh, there we go. Let me see. Let's try. <laughs> Let's try. Okay. Yes. Oh, no, I don't think it went through. No, I think it did. Okay. Hopefully it went through. <laughs> I want it back in the household. That's what I want. How dare you? Homework strangulation of Bart is, is what The Simpsons is. That's what The Simpsons is built on. Bart being strangled by her, by his father every episode. That is what the show is about. Okay? But anyway, in a recent episode of The Simpsons called Love is a Many Strangled Thing, Homer declares that he will not throttle his 10-year-old son, Bart. <laughs> Uh, the TV dad hasn't actually done so in several years. Uh, but in this recent episode, he actually declares that and makes it known as to why he's no longer strangling Bart. And he just makes the point that times have changed. And though many years ago, this was a thing of normalcy, and a thing that was encouraged in the household in the household from parents to their kids this is no longer a thing that is encouraged a practice that should be had and look i get the whole like message behind it but i also just feel like it is a cartoon show and what does this really mean does this mean all violence in cartoons and all violence in shows should be stopped now. Instead, we should have these restorative conversations. I just think it's a, such such a silly ass way to go about things. And you know what's so funny? I'm reading this article. This article is on People Magazine and or People.com. And at the end of this article, right, it says The Simpsons airs Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Okay, cool. We that's fine, right? Right after that, you guys, it says if you suspect child abuse call the child help national child abuse hotline are you kidding me so it's just like hilarious oh this is such a fitting disclaimer that is appropriate right here and right now because this fictional animated cartoon ass character homer simpson 
has been strangling his fictional <laughs> character as son, Bart, for decades. And now they want to decide, hey, if you suspect child abuse, call this line. So are they going to update all the previous episodes of The Simpsons and include this tag of if you expect child abuse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all those episodes include Bart being strangled by his dad. You know, or is that now going to be taken out of the older episodes? Can we get back to the time when whipping your kids were was a encouraged practice? It's like, no, I don't believe in whipping your kids necessarily, but it's just, it's just a funny, things are just moving too far left. Too far left wing, and AOC needs to be stopped. Lauren Hill has come forward and said she is tired of you all talking about how late she is. <laughs> and she's deciding to tell y'all, y'all could suck my dick. <laughs> y'all could suck my dick. So I'm going to go ahead and play this clip of her um, talking to us on stage. And saying, basically, you're lucky to even see me on stage. You know how sometimes, at least for me, sometimes I've done that. Like, um, I talk about, <laughs> you look at, you're lucky I'm even coming to work today, okay? You're lucky you see me today. <laughs> you're lucky I didn't call out. And it's like, what? You need a job. What are you talking about? Anyway, let's, just, let's, let's listen to this. She's late. She's late to lunch. Yo, y'all lucky I'm making on this blood rise stage every night. Y'all lucky. And you know, at this point, whoever go see whoever decides to go see Lauren Hill live. Oh shit. Hold on. <laughs> That's funny. That's just playing in the background. Um, anyway, so yeah, whoever decides to go see Lauren Hill, I mean, God bless. God bless. You know your expectations. Um, she may arrive not too late or she may arrive at the expected late time that she does arrive. And it is what it is. I appreciate her contribution to music. It really is timeless. Her, her one album is timeless. It is a classic. It still lives to this day. It has passed with flying colors, the test of time. And, I mean, maybe she just, she has that to brag forever. 
And maybe she does have a right to say, y'all lucky I even make it on stage. <laughs> and so, you know, it is what it is. But with that being said, I appreciate every listener. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your support. We are at 79, was it 79 that I saw on my YouTube subscriber list? Um, I am so appreciative. I really appreciate that. I am so grateful. Just make sure you are subscribed if you are not yet if you're listening to this and you realize oh i haven't subscribed to the youtube channel do so right now just type in god built this podcast and if you're already on youtube just click that subscribe button and you'll be notified um of any videos that i post um especially when you click the the notification bell so all of that will be appreciative. Well, it's already appreciative because I'm, I am claiming it. I'm claiming it. I think the goal is to buy Thanksgiving. I know that's like super close. So let's say, let's push it a little. I like to be a little realistic sometimes and a little, I like to be more delusional than I am realistic, right? So like 75% delusional and then that 35 um realistic so let's say by december and if i exceed that that's even better right but i I want to get to at least a hundred subscribers by december 15th let's say that uh just an arbitrary date december 15th let's get to 100 subscribers so if you are not subscribed yet i encourage you to do so this platform is growing and it's amazing to say wow i was one of the earliest subscribers to this podcast and look at where we are you know like it's a great it's great to be a part of history you are a part of history right now that's basically how you should see it that's how it is so i am thanking you right now and and i'm gonna go ahead (laughs) and end it here so again i appreciate every listen Make sure you are subscribed. Be sure to also leave a review, a positive one, of course. All of that helps the algorithm to push this content more into the forefront. And, of course, you want to be on the right side of history. So I will check in with you all next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. If you liked it, leave a review, share, and subscribe. God bless.